You are now listening to Goddess on the Rise podcast, the listening experience for the spiritually modern woman. I am your host, Goddess Queen Jamila Asset, and I'm so excited to welcome you. Let's jump in. What is the Divine Feminine? According to Google, the Divine Feminine is sacred, sensual, and often beyond the realm of day-to-day living. It's something that can't be seen, but rather experienced and felt. It's a healing force beyond the physical world. The Divine Feminine is also the positive expression of the feminine side of us that exists in both men and women. That's what Google says about the Divine Feminine. So if that's what Google is teaching us about Divine Feminine energy, then there is much to be said about the word femininity in the first place. Right. Let me just start by saying, I know you already know this, but just to be clear, the things that we grew up learning were feminine are not actually feminine. Newsflash. I know. Ding, ding, ding. And and the survey says, right, the things that we have been brainwashed, more or less, to believe are principles of femininity are actually not. It's more like principles of domestication. (laughs) And I want to start by talking about my experience in this coming of femininity. I have always been like this super outspoken super assertive, very intelligent, witty, um, conversational, above the fray, unconventional. I mean, you get it. Like, just not really going with the masses, but really beating to my own music, you know, not even a drum. It could be beating to a flute, okay? I've always been that person and because of my uncanny nature and because of my gregarious nature, I've always been classified as masculine. Like growing up as a teenager in my 20s, like just always classified as masculine. You know, I worked really hard, goal set. I was operating from an energy source that the world knew, society knew, culture knew as being masculine. And when I hit a certain age and after I became a life coach and after I started coaching women, I made the decision to 
embrace femininity. I was like, I am going to embrace my feminine side because I am just so masculine. I had bought into this belief that I'm masculine. So I remember probably about five years ago, I had to go teach a vision board workshop. I had to leave this, this workshop and many of the women who were attending, most of them had never made a vision board before. And me being super good at it, like I was like, okay, I'm not just going to teach them how to do it, but I'm going to show them my vision board in hopes that they are able to then turn around and create their own, right? So I go through this process of bringing in my vision board. And at the time, I wanted to embrace my femininity more. So my vision board was actually a vision board dedicated to femininity, dedicated to me welcoming the energy of femininity into my life. And this was before I had started to learn like the real solid principles of femininity. So that particular board highlights how much I didn't know at that time. And it's so funny because there's actually a video of this in my free Facebook group. And it's of me debuting this vision board. Y'all, it was hot pink, first of all. Let's start there, okay? It was hot pink and full of these images that I had pulled from magazines. And when I tell you that these images were all things stereotypical femme, like everyone was wearing a tight dress or something short and really, really salacious body positions and poofy lips and oh my God. <laughs> like it was, it was really, it's really a beautiful transformation to look back on that and see like, wow, Jamila, you were, you were right in the middle of all of the brainwashing. <laughs> but one of the things that I realize now is how many of us have gotten caught up in that windstorm of thinking or criticizing something about our femininity or masculinity because of what we've been taught to believe, right? So essentially, when it comes to divine femininity, my definition is divine femininity is an energy source that embodies authentic principles of creating bliss, receiving joy, abundance, and energetic flow for the body, mind, and soul. That's my definition. And understanding the divine feminine has nothing to do with criticizing or beating up on yourself if one of those things are not in alignment, if one of those things are out of whack. It's not about doing that. It's about recognizing that there's still elements, principles, morsels, gems, diamonds of divine femininity in all of us as women across the board. 
You have access to divine feminine energy, period. I mean, we all do as women. That's the beautiful thing about us. That's the beautiful thing about this life experience. Everything that you've ever needed for yourself in terms of self-love or compassion or kindness or wealth, romance, all of that lies within the energy of divine femininity. All of that, I want you to think about about it in terms of this. Femininity as we know it is more like, it's like the top layer of grass. It's like maybe the blades of grass, maybe even some weeds, maybe some, some dust or some dirt. Divine femininity as it is, is like soil, rich, moist soil. It's like the roots for the tree, okay? It's the whole entire fire that keeps everything burning and running and consuming and never-ending. I'm always coming up with these like ways to help my brain process different things. And whenever I think about like divine femininity, I think about divine mother, the creatrix, the ultimate creatrix of all things. And my reference immediately goes to earth. Earth is divine femininity. It is literally the womb. (laughs) It is literally life, life force, all things, air, water, wind, (laughs) ground, like it's all things. And, you know, there's that term of hiding in plain sight. Even the classification of earth as mother earth really highlights the force. This is the original divine feminine energy source. This is the 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 most authentic, the most unique in that there's nothing else like it. But if we come from mother, if women come from mother and if we bear those same qualities and characteristics, then our power is just as palatable. It's just as enormous. It's just as grand. There's nothing small about it. And while we've been taught all kinds of stories about, you know, Adam first and Eve second, and I'll go into a whole episode about Lilith (laughs) well we've been taught all of those things understanding what the divine feminine is really just debunks and completely overshadows any false representations of smallness in association with femininity 
or second tier in association with femininity. Femininity is first. Divine femininity is first. So you may be thinking right now, how is this whole divine feminine thing relevant? I mean, I get what the divine feminine energy is, but how is this relevant to me or to my real life? And I want to make it very plain and put it in layman's terms for you. So you know when you're watching a movie and you're seeing the character on the screen, the woman, and she's feeling some kind of way because she's been trying to get a guy's attention or date him, but some part of her just feels really unworthy. And you can see that in her actions. She's trying too hard. She's overcompensating. She's doing too much. That is low divine feminine energy. Or you know, the whole association with women and guilt. There's so many terminologies like mommy guilt and people who spend a lot of time feeling that guilty energy for a variety of different things, not being able to help a friend, not being able to show up for someone, not getting things done perfectly. The guilty energy is also a symptom of low divine feminine energy. When it comes to things like overthinking or overcriticizing yourself, even one of the more extreme cases and symptoms is depression. When depression is really present in your life and when depression is really present in your, your ether, then that is a sign of low divine feminine energy. Because ultimately, divine feminine energy has all things to do with compassion, with love, with sensuality, with receiving, remember, with allowing. So when those things are running low, then those things are directly affecting the level of divine feminine energy that you hold. And more women than not, spend a lot of their their time and their space in a level of energy that isn't really authentic to us. For example, most of us have never learned that femininity can be a very strong sense of power, that it can issue you a lot of power to be in that divine feminine. Within the divine feminine space, there is a lot of transparency. There's a lot of charisma. There's a lot of openness. There's a lot of vulnerability. And all of those things help to balance your energy as a woman and really keep you healthy. So the way that this shows up as being relevant is just depending on how it affects your real life. Now, when it comes to 
the past, looking at years and years and years ago, I want to give a term that I use to describe our past. And that term is herstory. I'm going to be using herstory to replace the word history. Um, Just being realistic, many of the things that we have learned about what's taken place in the past have just been from a male perspective. They haven't really been balanced, you know, the things that men put down in history is really his story. And the only women who are given accolades are those who are essentially given those accolades by men. So we'd like to enter the terminology of herstory because many of the things that I am going to be pointing out with relation to the divine feminine has more to do with her story. The women, the figures, the stories that really had not been told, at least from our perspective. And so where it relates to the divine feminine, there is a whole episode that I will spend just talking about her story and what you don't know about what's taken place in the past, what you don't know about the origins of women in our society, the origins of women in other societies, and the shift that was created or the shift that happened where her story is concerned. So it goes way further back than our present modern-day civilizations and government and patriarchy. And I'm excited to share that with you on another episode. So how do you create a relationship with divine feminine energy? How do you bring more of this energy in your own life? How do you define your personal relationship with divine feminine energy. So let me just start by pointing out that divine feminine energy, as you can use it in your day-to-day life, centers in the field of healing, receiving, and being. Divine feminine energy is less about doing and pushing striving and trying. And in the coursework that I teach, I teach about how to really build a foundation with how to build a relationship with compassion, a relationship with yourself. Much of the work that I teach is about finding yourself, discovering you. And really, the key is to understanding that your relationship with divine feminine energy is ultimately the relationship that you are creating with yourself. It's about the path to you. It's about finding the most authentic, 
the most raw pieces of you. And, and not necessarily finding it as if you don't know or if it's lost, but really finding it because what happens is as we go through life, we kind of get buried in all the external factors of life. We get buried with what's going on outside of us and not really getting deeper in the energy and the space that is us. So we get buried with a lot of outside factors and really a lot of irrelevant factors, if we're going to be honest. You know, most of us can tell you fun facts about our favorite person, whether that be someone who inspires us or someone who um, has motivated us to do better. But when it comes to writing out an outline for a memoir of our own, that's something that might be absent or missing. We're not as great, most of us as people, about talking about ourselves the way we are when it comes to talking about others. We can tell someone else's really great story, but then we kind of shy away from telling our own stories. And that's not everyone. You know, even for someone like myself, I have definitely learned to be able to articulate things that are relevant about me, things that I'm proud about when it comes to me, articulate my stories. But even that word that I just used, learned, I had to learn how to do that. And I had to learn how to do that in a way that really feels good to me. So if that is something that you have struggled with, it is pretty normal for many women to struggle with that. Um, Again, just coming into balance and understanding of divine feminine energy, all of those energy sources really offer up opportunity for courage, for boldness, for power in a really beautiful way. And cultivating a relationship with your divine feminine energy really will give you access. It gives you access to more of you than you might have ever previously imagined. So here's the million dollar question. Why rise of the divine feminine? What is going on right now? And why is this energy rising? Jamila, what is going on? So let's talk about that. Let's talk about why the rise of the divine feminine. Remember, we already established that Many women across the planet have been really out of touch and out of connection with divine feminine energy. We've already talked about how having low levels of divine feminine energy can affect you in the ways that you would see those symptoms appear and pop up 
and played out in real life. So what's taking place right now is that in life, in our society, there has been an overwhelming amount of masculine energy. Overwhelming. And this masculinity is not what we would classify as divine masculinity. We would classify it as toxic masculinity because much of this energy has been about really aggressive tactics in life, really in that energy of conquering and pushing and doing and forcing and attacking and criticizing and defending an ego. That is toxic masculinity. Even the rise of terms like narcissism and the air of superiority that um, that really takes place right now when it comes to men imposing their will on women or even in the things that we see played out in the media with women being slut-shamed and being blamed, victim-blaming. All of those things really link arm-in-arm with toxic masculinity. Having said that, Because our planet and our earth and our world is really centered around thriving through balance with only one side dominating in a very destructive way, it means that now we're in a place at this point in time where the natural order is going to swing. It's swinging towards the divine feminine. It's swinging back to the origins of where our world and where our life and where our our planet should be at this particular point in balance. And if you're still like, Jamila, I don't get it. Like, what do you mean? I want you to think about it like this. I want you to think about two parents. And I want you to imagine a mommy and a daddy. And daddy has masculine energy and mommy has feminine energy. And With daddy's energy, daddy's energy really challenges the child to grow, really pushes the child and teaches the child and advocates for the child. Daddy's feminine energy is also very protective uh, over the child and really very constructive. So helping the child to build different things and putting things together. And don't judge this as just an example. This is not what I am articulating as standards or whatever. Just going along with the example. Now, with the feminine 
energy of mommy, it's very nurturing. It's very caring. It's very loving. It's very emotional. It's very connected and intuitive. And when mommy is around, there's a really strong sense of love, nurture, and belonging. So I want you to imagine that both mommy and daddy figures really love the child that they bring into the world and do their best to show that child love and to honor that child. Now I want you to imagine a hundred of these families in existence. So there's a hundred couples and then there are a hundred children. And I want you to imagine after a hundred years, instead of having the hundred families, you know, with the couples and the child, what you see after a hundred years is maybe only 20 families with that. The other 80 are just single dads taking care of a child. And so just the masculine energy to, to offer that child. And then I want you to imagine another 100 years goes by and instead of 20, there are only five. Five balanced mommy-daddy figures. And that means that there are 95 masculine-only energy figures raising a child. That is essentially what has been taking place with our societies at large. Much of our societies have been rigged and tilted towards this masculine, but not even the divine masculine, because there is a divine masculine, right? For every divine feminine definition that we could pull, we can also tap into pulling the divine masculine definition. And we will talk about that on another episode. So excited to talk about the divine masculine. Oh my God. And I even have a very special guest that I'm going to bring in, um, who in many ways represents the divine masculine. So I'm so excited to share that with you. (laughs) But when it comes to what we have experienced in our society, because the balance has been off kilter, now there is this call, there is this demand for the return of divine feminine energy. There is this absolute, no holds barred, this is going down, we have to have this to survive as a society. Not even to survive, but just to thrive as a society, we must have these principles of divine feminine. And when we, when we think about it, it makes absolute sense if those 95 children are being raised just in 
a masculine-based energy, then they're missing out on a whole wealth of energetic attributes that come from divine feminine. And in reality, we deserve it. We deserve to have all of those attributes and the full wealth of that experience as well. And we deserve it in all aspects of our life, from our schools to libraries to public institutions to our neighbors to our government. We deserve to have these attributes present and balanced. Our children deserve to be able to have access to compassion, to forgiveness, to love, to honor, to respect. When you think about what our future will look like, right now, we are painting a future and creating a future that includes balanced energies of both feminine and masculine. But it starts with us reclaiming what we, what is our birthright, what we have the right to have as women, which is divine feminine energy. The rise of the divine feminine is also the rise of the goddess. It's the rise of the goddess energy and It serves as a shining light in our world right now where things have been so bleak and have been so dark. The rise of the goddess is an absolute necessity and I look forward to talking about even that terminology, goddess, and what the word goddess means. If you're like, Jamila, am I a goddess? (laughs) You know, what does this actually look like? And what does that mean, again, for the modern spiritual woman? So I'll be happy to break down that terminology as well. It has been my very deep honor and pleasure to spend this time with you today, Divine, and I am looking forward to our next episode where I will be talking about how the Divine Feminine intermixes with the pandemic that we have just experienced and really what the connection is with the divine feminine and what we know as COVID-19. Very excited to share that with you on our next episode. Until then, goddess, you are loved, you are honored, you are valued, and you are worthy. I'm
so grateful, grateful for every moment I see the moon shine and I know mama's watching. I'm so grateful, grateful for every day. Father, sun rise and I'll continue my way. I'm so grateful, grateful for every moment I see the moon shine and I know mama's watching. I'm so grateful, grateful. This podcast has been brought to you by FreeTheFeminine.com, the go-to for the modern spiritual woman on a mission to evolve. And don't forget to download Rooted, a three-part meditation series.